the building, everybody got a hand in the air. Everybody in the building, everybody got a hand in the air. Everybody in the building, everybody got a hand in the air. Everybody in the building, everybody got a sh. We all want. So, now that we got our sound working, our scripture is 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17. But as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk, and so are they in all the churches. Was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandments of God is what matters. Amen. So, in, in this text, well, what it was talking, the, the text is talking about um, the, the, the rules and the regulations of the Jewish people and what it, what it meant to be a Christian. But because of Jesus Christ, how he died, right, and how he was risen, and how he's still living, and how he sits on the throne next to God. Because of what he did, he now opened for everyone to come into, not just the Jewish people. So, well, what it's saying is, no matter what the situation was, Um, to me, it's that is so true because I'm definitely a person who can say that I've been saved by grace and His mercy, and there is no person who is too long too far deep that God can't pull you out and use you and restore you and redeem you for his glory and for his kingdom and for his use. Um, when I read it, you know, I, I went to a verse time and it, okay, it says, let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. And that alone is like, it was really heavy to me because it didn't say remain in the same state, but it said remain in the same call. So when God calls you, he didn't call you to, you know, it may sound really like a service level. He didn't call you to have a trade here. He didn't call you to have a crew here. He didn't call you to change, you know, your style, how you look. Of course, being respectful and reserved. Um, but he called you because he created you. Um, and so that it just made me think about it because it was like um, a lot of times, and hopefully I'm not you know, jumping, but a lot of times people think, oh man, I got to get myself together before I come to God. No, you come to God to get yourself together. And so when God calls you, you know, the scripture tells us the day that you hear my voice, for it not your heart. A lot of people think, oh man, well, I, I'll just go next week. You don't know if you're going to hear the call of God next week. Mm -hmm. So when God opens your ears and he softens your heart to mm -hmm. his calling, that's when you come to him. Mm -hmm. So that's what it made me think about. 
So, yes, jumping ahead, but I love it. <laughs> because, so, we, like you said, it, I like how you jump ahead because it gives us a segue into where we're going. Like, the, t- the title of this, the, this episode is Flowing into a Function. But before you can flow, you have to know what you're called to. So, the, the thing that I love about being single in front is I get to <laughs> the thing I love about being when I was single in Christ was that I got to know what I'm called to and how God can use me. Because, and here's the point, when you're single in Christ, you're able to discover your gift. Because when you're married, you, you, you have someone else. You have someone else to worry about. So it's you two, it's not just you. And the statistics about marriage is that it's 50% in the church, divorce. Divorce is about 50%. So why is it that us as believers are getting divorced so much in the world? You don't have that question. I asked myself that question when um, God brought me to this topic. Why are so many believers getting divorced? And he gave me these points that we're going to get tonight. Is the first one is that they didn't discover their guilt when they were single. You, you see, when you discover your guilt, right, our author in the first Corinthians, the author is Paul, right? And for those who don't know his story, Paul came to Christ. He was blinded, he was knocked off his horse, and he fasted three days by himself before he walked, before he was functioning in this. Before he was going to this function. So, When you discover your gift, for back of letter words, you're selfish. You're getting to you're getting closer with God. You're getting to know God better, so you need to know yourself. And then another point is defining your gift. That means developing your gift. Maybe, for instance, one of my gifts, and I didn't know this one up, is to exalt. And if I if I got married too soon before I developed my gift, matter of fact, when I got married, I got married too soon because I didn't define my gift. I knew what I was called to do, but I didn't understand my calling to the fullest. So as I was trying to understand my calling and understand my wife at the time, I, I was neglecting at least one of the two. For instance, how to call you have to pick one or the other. So, so question. All right. So you got both single, and so have you found your gift that God's calling to? Your gift, your calling.
Person want to be hot, another person want to be cold. There's a struggle between the two. The next point is discern the advantages. So, what are some advantages that you have being single? Being single. I, I think for me, um, getting to know God more. Getting to a place where he's um, revealing who I am, who I am, not as opposed to making the person, another person, but he revealed to me who I am, who Rosanna is, and what he has called Rosanna to be in this time. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would say um, that is a very good advantage, you know, to have that intimacy, to have that oneness with him, um, no distractions, you know. Um, Show me areas. I'm like, okay, 
I've been doing good here, here, and here. And I'm like, man, I didn't really spend much time with God today. And I don't have to worry about encouraging somebody else. And I don't have to worry about, oh, you didn't call me today. I don't have to worry about my good morning text, none of that. Because I say good morning to Jesus. I'm up with Jesus, you know. And that's a big thing because how can you pour into other people, let alone, you know, a spouse, um, your kingdom partner, and, and you haven't even, you know, received anything from God to pour out. So, you know, that's a big thing because, listen, God has delivered me. I'm so much better than I used to be. But when I get hungry, sometimes, you know, I'm like, you don't want a bad attitude. And so I don't want to be with my husband and him be like, yeah, well, why do you work on your attitude when you're hungry? <laughs> I'm going to say, we need some snacks. <laughs> so, you know, but that's just one thing. <laughs> and the points that I gave you was three advantages is your focus, your flexibility, and your freedom. And y'all spoke on those. We didn't say those words, but you spoke on how your advantages, you're able to focus more on Christ. Mm-hmm. You're able to focus more on where God is taking, and you're able to focus on what God is removing from you. Because the affirmation at that point is very important because what God is removing from you, and if, if it's still in you when you get married, that could be one of the things that hinder your marriage. The next one is flexibility. You're, you're flexible to do more things. For instance, when I was in Japan, I was a single sailor in Japan, and I went to church. And when they needed someone, right, I, I, would, I could go to the church, I can watch the church, I can work the sound, I can be the speaker. I didn't have to plan around my family. Mm-hmm. I was me. I was flexible. And freedom. Your mm-hmm. freedom to do what God called you to do. For instance, Rosanna, you was able to go to Africa last week. Uh, tell us more about that. Um, that was a blessing. Um, Children, we were doing altar calls, and I'm telling you, those babies were first and foremost receiving Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. The worshipers that Apostle David Perry had come with us were phenomenal. Prophets Taylor, um, Sister um, Louisa, and our Sister Nicole. I mean, the mighty women of God. Prophets Mary, I mean, they did. God used them mightily. Um, there was one incident where they were worshiping y'all. And I was filming it, and you could not even see the worshipers. They were surrounded by children. I mean, it was just a phenomenal experience. The people were so welcoming and loving. Um, and no matter what kind of circumstances they were living in, they still worshiped God. The heart that they, those people had for the Lord. And also, um, like Pastor Mary was saying, you know, it was a humble experience. Because we take things for granted. I can say that about myself. You know, um, but God was just, I mean, it was just phenomenal. I, I mean, I thank God for just allowing me to be a part of that team. Um, 
it was just a phenomenal experience. The people, like I said, were just loving and um, phenomenal dancers, phenomenal worshipers. Um, yeah. And the children, like I said, um, I do want to say this, Miss Elijah went. And I'm telling you, I have never seen anything like that. That Those children were, were drawn to her. And I mean, you could see it. I mean, you can you can only you can see it in the natural, but I mean, y'all can see I'm shifting because I'm telling you, it was a it was a mighty experience to see that in the spirit when you would see that woman of God with those babies, and they were just drawn to her, you know. And I heard the Lord tell me, you know, I will draw all men unto unto me. And it was just a phenomenal experience to just be a part of that. To be, they invited us in their culture. They were very sweet, lovely people. They fed us. Um, they looked after us. I mean, it was it was really it was a really lovely experience. Phenomenal. And the third point is <laughs> the third one is to desire to be content. That that means be content with who you are in Christ. Don't don't worry about being someone else. Now, this was a big one for me because, especially when I, I was growing up and I knew my calling, I knew what God gave, what God told me I was going to do. I knew, and the, the thing is, I tried to imitate different preachers. And I tried to imitate how they preach, I tried to imitate how, how they open their sermons, I tried to imitate how they pray. But because of I got closer with God, I got God's way for me to preach. And my desire is to be closer to Him. Have a desire to be closer with God. And know that it can't get. How can I put it? When you get closer to God, you can get even closer. So. Desire to be You know, like you were saying, um, it's just one of those things. At first, it, it just kind of sent me like, you know, where Apostle Paul was saying, you know, he learned to be a base and he learned to be a vibe. He learned to be content in all things. And, you know, finding that identity in God, if, you know, it, it's not, I'm just saying, like, you can only get your identity from the Father. Um, because for me, you know, I saw people all around me you know, shouting, jumping, and I'm like, Lord, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm, I don't shout, I don't jump, you know, I'm, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that when it is the Holy Spirit. Because um, where the Spirit of God is, there's freedom. But I'm a crier. And so when I feel the presence of God, you know, I cry. And God led me to the book of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. You know, the words he was receiving from the Lord, you know, he was like, Lord, I gotta tell these people this. You know, but his heart is so beautiful and he was so, you know, just compassionate. That's why he was the weeping prophet. Uh, not because he was sad all the time, but because that's how, you know, he um, reacted to the presence of the Lord. And so, you know, going back to just being content, nobody's saying that you have to be happy all the time. Nobody's saying that you have to just be. Oh my goodness, you know, um, what's the word? Jovial. 
Um, but we're saying that, you know, just accept where God has you in this place. Accept where God has you in this season. Don't try to rush. Um, for me, you know, I, I try to, I'm a, I'm a player. I'm like, you said seven, you know what? I'm a, you know, like, you know, or what are we doing? Okay, what's going to happen next week? And that's a part of control. But God will quickly show you, you're not even showing anything. You're not even in control of what you're doing right now. That's only the Father that's helping you do that. And so just be content with God has you, knowing that he's going to lead you to what he has for And the last point, one of, one of the points, is devote yourself to a church family. Now, this is a big one because being single can seem lonely. And the thing is, because I devoted myself to a church family, I, I went to a church where God said go, I was able to grow. And in that church, there was a ministry. It, it was, they said it was a singles ministry, then it turned into the young adults ministry, then it turned into other couple ministry. It was a ministry in the church that helped me grow because the thing about the thing about church is not the church is not the money, the church is not the checking, the church is not the judging, the church is there to help you grow. Help disciple you in what we learn on Wednesday. The church helps get you on the right path to help you get closer with God. Um, yeah, I definitely want to say that um, when I had came to the board, I was attending redemption. But God had pulled me over here, the Church of Thomas Global Ministries. And I, I am very, um, I'm very blessed because that is so true. Um, my church family has been phenomenal here. Um, Pastor Cheryl, Apostle Mary, um, um, Royal, I mean, everyone here, everyone here is just always, you know, uplifting and always there for you when you need them. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely important um, for any, any believer to have a, you know, a church home, to be, you know, connected. Um, I say, you know, uh, the importance of having a church home. Oh, yeah, Amber. Yes. Tell us, <laughs> <laughs> tell us the, the church you go to in your past. I'm just kidding. I go to Bomb Ministries, B A L M, like Bomb and Billionaire. And my pastor is Pastor Christopher Newton, the first lady in the same Newton. Oh, my. church home is you seeing that you're not alone. Um, not just naturally physically, but you'd be so surprised how how many people are going through the same thing they're going And that alone encourages you to just keep going, keep moving, because you know, somebody shares a testimony, or oh, they went through depression. 
Somebody says they, you know, just got out of an abusive relationship. They're happy that they're out of it, but they're struggling because they're like, man, they still have that emotional attachment. But you see that they're still showing up every week. And that alone tells you if they can make it, I can make it. And so that's one of the biggest, you know, uh, things about being in a church home. And you need that covering because sometimes God will wake your pastor up. You know, people, uh, intercessors in the ministry, they'll wake up in the middle of the night and God will say, pray for them. Uh, they're praying for you when you don't even know you need prayer. And so that's another importance, you know? So, yeah. Uh, a couple more scriptures. Matthew chapter 22, verse 30. Before I read, I want to talk about it before I get into it. So, the thing we said was that when you're single, you're not lonely. Being single isn't, isn't a depressed state. Being single isn't, oh, I can't wait to be married. Marriage is the goal. It, it, that, that's not what being single is. Single is a season would be a season with God, no matter whether. Now, as Amber said before, I don't know if we were if we had audio, but Amber said before that she was depressed in her single season. That doesn't mean you're not going to be depressed. It doesn't mean you're not going to feel low. But and that's what this episode is for to let you know that. Your single season, you may feel like less than, but God wants you to know that your single season is to make you better. It, I, I hear this phrase a lot of times. It's not about being perfect. It's about progressing. You, you're not, you, your single season isn't to make you perfect. It's to, it's to help you progress to being more like Christ. Matthew 22, verse 30. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given to marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Right. And John chapter 13. It's going to make more and more sense. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. But this, everyone will love, know that you are my disciple if you love one another. So what God has given me this is, before we, in our season of being single, is where we get our love right. It's where we get our love right. And the way we get our love right isn't, by self-help isn't by watching shows, isn't by going on shows, it's by getting closer with God. Getting a love right isn't, I hear many people say, if I get married, she's going to love me more. If I get married, she's going to love me more. But, but the thing about it is, when you're in Christ, when you get closer with Christ, in your single season, when you know who you are in Christ, you you don't need that other person to love you to make you feel important. You don't need the title of wife or husband to make you feel 
like you're somebody. But before you pick up the title, you walk in your single season and you'll be ready for that. Because many people say, a man, a man that finds a wife finds it a good thing, right? He, he's not finding the title of wife. He's finding the woman who's been walking with Christ and who's Christ called wife. You see, the, the foundation scripture for this episode, for the show in Matthew 4, 19, is what God called his disciples. You see, they was called disciples at first, and then they, then they got ordained to apostles. You see, they, their season was they were in a season of discipleship for three years, and then they came to where they were called apostles, and then they planted churches, and then they impacted other lives. Right. So here in our single season, we are called to be single, so we can learn more about who we are and who, who Christ is in us. Because here's the thing, Paul denied Christ three times, if you don't know that. He, Paul, not Paul, I'm sorry. Peter denied Christ three times. Peter cut out a guard's ear. Peter did all these things. Peter was the one who almost drowned because he didn't have enough faith in Christ. Peter was this guy. But, he, but guess what? In the end, he still was called apostle, and he's still playing many churches, and he's still impacting many lives. But it was because of his season of being a disciple. He's never even <laughs> Our single season is our disciple season. It is where we're learning who we are. It's where we're able to know what our gifts are, what we're called to be, what we're called to be. If we're called to be a husband, if we're called to be a wife, you see, not everyone's called to be married. But but this thing, we're, we're all called for something. We're, we're called to be partners in Christ, but we may not be called to be in marriage. That they can be partner in Christ can be business wise, it can be ministry wise, but but. And, but when our sinfulness is where we learn what we're called to. Now, some people are called to be single for only 18 years. Some people are called to be single for 40 years, 60 years. It is not about the time. It's not about the earthly time. It's about God's time. And he will let you know. I do. I want to say something. Because when he was talking, it made me think about it. Um, and even in all of the mistakes that Peter made, God still had a call his life. God still had a purpose for him, and he had a ministry for him. Because I believe, yeah, it was, it is Peter. Um, it says in the Bible that even his shadow, people were trying to get, you know, in his shadow so that they may be healed. Um, and the revelation that the Lord gave me like some time ago, um, a lot of times in the Bible you'll hear, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Who is Jacob? Jacob is Israel. God changed his name to Israel. But the beauty in that is God still wanted to be known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
Jacob is the unchanged state of that man. It's the undelivered state of that man. I'm still his God. And when he came to me as Jacob, then I transformed him into Israel. So your mistakes don't disqualify you from the call that God has on your life. Find your identity in God. Move away from that stuff. You know, seek deliverance. But know that nothing that you've done, you know, can ever disqualify you from, you know, call of God. Walk in excellence, walk in deliverance, but I'm just saying, God, 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 wherever you want you. You know what I'm saying? All right. I love that revelation because with Jacob, for those who don't know, the story of Jacob isn't really common. It isn't really known to many people because now the story of Jacob is he, he is the younger brother of Esau. And And he's known as, in the Bible, they, they said he stole his brother's birthright. He, he's known as a thief. He's known as a trickster. He, he was, and in the, matter of fact, he's a twin of Esau, matter of fact, the youngest, the youngest twin. And in the womb, when Esau was coming out, he was holding on to Esau, holding him back. You see, Jacob is known and a lot of things, he's known to be to do a lot of deceitful stuff, he's known to do a lot of bad things. And he's what most people know Jacob as is he is the one who wrestled with the angel. Right? And how how he wrestled until God gave him his blessing. He, he, he didn't stop until he knew what God had. He knew what God had for him, so he knew that he wasn't going to stop. He wasn't going to let his physical pain stop him. He wasn't going to let anything his outside stop him from what God had for him. And that's, I love that relationship because you brought that to me. Jacob is amazing. So, as we said, the title of this episode is Flowing in Your Function. And God gave me four things of how we can really flow in our function. And the first one is meditate on God's Word. You see, many people believe that, oh, the Word, let's go back. In our iceberg, I asked the Old Testament or the New Testament. And Amos said the Old Testament, and she brought up, why? Can you reiterate what you said the Old Testament? Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I say Old Testament because it's foundational. Um, it reiterating, you know, Jesus, even in the New Testament, he pulls from the Old Testament prophecies. Um, and it's so much it's so much depth in the Old Testament. Um, and I just that's why I love it. And had we not needed the Old Testament, God wouldn't have provided it for us. So let's go to Joshua 1 day. Joshua 1 day, Old Testament. Verse 8, it reads Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, 
so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So it, it tells us to meditate on the book day and night. But why? Why do we need to meditate on the word of God? And then it's like, so that we may be careful to do everything written in it. You see, this book isn't just the book of the law. It's just, this isn't what we should do and what we can't do. It shows us how we can do it and how we should do it. So this, the Bible shows us how we should be single, how we should walk as single Christians, how we should walk as singles in Christ. Number two, not only should we meditate on the word of God, we should be doers of the word. James. Chapter 1, verse 22. That's why I like visual better. <laughs> James chapter 1, verse 22. Do not really listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So that's it. It says, do not just listen to the word and deceive yourself, but also do it. So, because here's the thing when we listen, right? When when we just go to church and just hit a word and that's it. And we read the building. We just heard the word and that was it. Nothing's changed on the inside. Nothing changed. We, we say we go to church every Sunday, but there's no change. But what, but what are we doing with what we heard? For instance, when I God is David, when I was little, we, we had fire safety. Right? McGraw. Smoking the bag. That, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Smoking the bag. And smoking the bag told us what to do if we caught on fire. It was to stop, drop, and grow. Now, if not many people heard, many people listened to smoking the bag and heard what he said. But what what would happen if they caught on fire and they didn't do what he said? They would burn up and they would catch on fire and they would turn into ash. So, God gave me that simple revelation to let you know that we can hear the word all day long. We can hear the word every Sunday, every Wednesday or Tuesday or every midweek. We can hear it every time online, but if we don't do it, we're deceiving ourselves. We're, we're, we're not helping ourselves. And God just gave me this one. Meditate on the word of God. All back to number one. That, that, that doesn't just mean reading, that means also studying the Word of God. And many, many Christians misuse the Bible because all they're doing is reading the Bible. We're not studying the Word of God. You see, when we study the Word of God, we get more knowledge and revelation. Because when we just read, for instance, the most known scripture of the Bible, in the beginning, God created heaven. Right? We just read that. But when we study it, it shows us more of what God is and who God is. 
Indian God created. That means the, what, what is the mean? That means the beginning. That means the very start of it all. God created. That means God is creator of everything that's about to be done. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God created the heavens and the earth. So that means a lot of people ask, okay, so where was God when he created? God was God. He is the creator. It goes to point number three. <laughs> point number three is put the word of God above all else. You know, I just made me think about it. Um, it's in the Bible. And I love being able to know exactly where it is. So, in the next episode, I'll just drop it in the comments. Just be with you for it. But the Bible says, a God himself says, for I have exalted my word, for I love my name. And it's because, you know, um, there's this phrase where people say, uh, your word is your bone. You know, like that means I know that if you tell me that you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And the importance of the word, it's so indelible. Like I see, I know how you like, you know what y'all <laughs> But because on one hand, the word of God is living. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 1, you know, in the beginning was the word. Word was God, the word was with God, the word became flesh, blood among men. Jesus Christ was literally God's word in human flesh. Like, and that's that's right there. We could just stop right there because they can literally take you into a place to where you're like, wow, this God's word just wrapped up every single verse. Um, but on the other hand, we have the importance of God's word because God is like, this is my, these are my promises to you. Old and New Testament. And if you meditate on this, the Bible tells us that as a man thinketh, so is he. You meditate on God's word. If you're meditating on what God says, you will become that. You'll start to see the world around you should. But the things that you're believing God for come into fruition. And so that's the importance of being connected into the word of God. Which is why enemy fights us when it's time to read. You're not tired. You're just, you like, you're not sleepy. So you test for your sleepiness and ask God to bless your time and word. You need to read. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, that was when we were talking earlier about how um, we have to read, you know, the word and um, show ourselves, you know, truth, but also, too, because the word is like, and I just know by reading the word, it gives you a different revelation every time. Um, God will speak to you when you think that, you know, just being truthful, you open that Bible and you, you, you think you don't know what's going on. He's sitting there looking at you in your face and telling you, hey, you're not going to do this. But also, too, because it teaches you how to walk. It teaches you the right way, the new way, his way, the truth. You know, so yes, it is very vital to learn the word. And I, I also pray, too. And not to only be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of the word, to apply his word to my life. Because we are representation of him. We, we have to walk accordingly um, because we represent him. You know? and, and, and one more thing, just to add to what you were saying, um, the word of God does meet you. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious because. You know, uh, even in that, uh, I 
for me, that's personal. Like days where I felt heavy, where I was moody, where I didn't bother with anybody, as soon as I got in this word, God just lifted that up off of me. And it's it's a it's the living word. Yeah, I want to say yeah. Um, <laughs> and just being just being so cheap, right? Anything will meet you wherever you're at. You know, just even coming to the Lord. He made it when he started uh, when we started building his troops maybe, which is something so even simple you remember what I told you. And I just remember reading the word and it was just like manifested. And I remember I was in the room with one of my sisters in Christ and I was just so excited. I'm like, oh my god, he's real, he just told me that. So yeah, his word is life and his power. Yes. Amen. 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 Proverbs chapter 4. Thank you, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and help to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So the, the thing is, when you put God's word above all else, one, it gives you life. Two, it gives you health. And three, it guards your heart. So, so, Whenever you, you feel like there's no life in you, when you feel like that you're, you're so depressed, when you feel like you're so barred down and there's no way out, God's word will give you life. When you're feeling sick in your body, when you're feeling, when you have a headache, God's word will heal you. And God's word would guard your heart. You see, so many believers, so many single believers have walked away from the church because of, for instance, as I said, the way I grew up, that you, you had to be married to accept your calling. So many singles have walked away from the church and been hurt by the church. And they haven't walked into the church again because of, they, they've guarded their own heart. They're not letting the word of God guard their hearts. When you allow, when you allow, when you put the word of God above all else, putting the word of God above people, putting the the word of God above natural church, the building, the ministry, when you put the word of God above all else, He will help you discern where to go and and what to do. And the final point of how we can flow in our function is instantly respond to the, to the Spirit. Instantly respond to the Spirit. So, <laughs> so, I have this Apple Watch, right? And earlier I got a call. And my phone is all the way in front of me, and I can't reach it. So, so when that phone call came to my phone, I, I couldn't instantly respond to it. I could be, I, it would have took some time, right? But because of my Apple Watch, I was able to respond instantly. You see, the Spirit of God allows us to respond instantly. 
not just the thing. The Spirit of God isn't the Lord of the Lord. He isn't just this thing that comes in our life and builds it up. He, allows, he helps us. He is the third head of the Godhead. He is the third of the Trinity. He's not the third because he's the lesser than. He's the third because he's the one that mentioned third in Scripture. You see, the Holy Spirit allows us to respond to God when we're sad, when we're down, when we're mourning. He allows us to respond to God instantly. He's like our Apple Watch. You see, when our home is far away from us, when God, when, when, when we feel Jesus isn't close to us, the Holy Spirit is able to be right there with us. Some people who eat ice, just ice by itself. But you can't eat it or you can't drink it all the time. And then there's air. You see, many people take that off the ground. It's like, oh, it's just air. It's just there. It's not important. But without the air, we wouldn't be able to breathe. We wouldn't be able to live. You see, that 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 is the trinity. You see, water. Water was the start of it, right? You see, it, it came to water, but but then through a certain situation, it, it turned into ice. Through our sin, we needed Jesus as our Savior. And then through another situation, it turned into it evaporated and became air. That when Jesus ascended into heaven, we got the Holy Spirit. We got access to the Holy Spirit and he's with, us, with, he's with us. And just like air, he's with us all the time. Just like air, we need him to survive. Just like Amber said, it protects us. It, it, 
it tells us, even though we're going in the wrong way, he still tells us the right way we should go. He's like the GPS, rerouting, rerouting. So yeah, that is flowing in our function that in this episode, I'm so grateful for our two guests here, Amherst and Rosanna, but, but this is the thing about this episode. So y'all are both single, right? <laughs> and we, we talked about Jacob and, and the revelation Jacob gave me, the, well, not Jacob, the, re the revelation <laughs> God gave me back then was that I'm the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And God gave me that I'm the father of the blessing, the sacrifice, and the struggle. You see? Yeah. So, and... And in our, seasons, in our single season, he is the God of the blessing, the sacrifice, and the struggle. You see, that means we're going to, in our single season, we're going to hit every situation. We're going to feel blessed in one moment. We're going to feel like we're sacrificing in another. We're going to feel like we're struggling in another. But when we have the Spirit of God with us, our single season isn't hard. It's easy. Because guess what? God takes our burden. God takes our burden and put on that light. That's the way it works. God, God has called us not just to be single, but He's called us for a purpose. And we're called and we're single for to perfect that purpose. Yeah. 
But he has but he doesn't want anything to derail you off course. Or like she said, to cause you to struggle or to stumble. So you know, you just have to be submitted and yielded and like I told the Lord, I said, Lord, just give it out of show. I'm like, keep it straight, Lord. I'm like, keep it straight, Lord. And I'm, you know, so yeah, I'm going to yield this flesh and do what you tell me to do. So, yeah. I thought you were going to say what happened to me. I'm like, stand up, Jesus. When you come in with him, he, I mean, you stay close to him, he's going to lead you, he's going to guard you, he's going to take care of you, he's going to protect you. And not only just you, but your family. You know, and like, I always told him, oh, forgive me for thinking that it's all about me. Because it's not about me. It's about you and your kingdom and what you're doing and what we're here to do for your people. You know, so and, and I just, I'm, I'm also privileged and thankful to be here. Um, and I'm just going to say this. I, I continue and always tell the Lord, I thank you, Father, for allowing me to be a witness of the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And I just thank this opportunity for the last time to use us. Amen. So, that is our episode tonight. Is it? Just let you know we did go over a little bit. Oh. <laughs> but it, it, is, it was great. And this is not going to be the last singles night we have. This the last one won't be the last marriage night we have. God is still working some things out. God is still edifying. God is still perfecting. God is still working in this show. So this is when I this is why I need intercessors, prayer warriors, leaders in the body of Christ to do for me. If you can continue praying for this show, continue praying for the life that this show impacts. Continue praying for the host myself. Continue praying for the guest speakers who come on. Continue praying. Do not stop. Do not give up. Because guess what? The enemy do not want this show to go. As we seen earlier, we had audio problems, but we got through. Thanks be to God. But continue praying in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we leave, I would love for one of our guests to pray it Okay. <laughs> God, I just pray and ask in the name of Jesus that you would have mercy upon us. First and foremost, we repent for all of our sins and everything we've done to grieve you, anger you, and despise you. God, I pray and ask in the name of Jesus that everyone, Father God, that you desire to hear this message will hear this message, Father God. I pray and ask that every word that is broken, that you would heal it. That every, Father God, mind that is tormented, that you would bring peace to it. And I pray and ask that those who, Father God, are low or uh, depressed or are hopeless, Father God, that you would, in the name of Jesus Christ, pull them out. Show them that you have greatness for them in their lives, in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for sending people, your saints in their paths, that will encourage them and that they will not give up, Father God. For you said in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Grow not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap, if you faint not. Bless us not to faint, Father God. We pray and ask, Father God, that you would bless this show. 
podcast, uh, everything, Father God, and that you would, Father God, um, fight against everyone who fights against us. We bind and rebuke the spirit and all messengers of retaliation. We bind and rebuke, Father God, all assignments of the enemy. And we thank you that from this day forth to the rapture, that we will walk in your perfect joy and peace. Thank you for your protection through the blood of Jesus and your warring, warring, obedient, and mightiest angels. Peace in our homes. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. And so that was two weeks ago. And last week, I, I asked five questions. Amen. So two people some, two people got the answer correct. I'll be sending out the prize later on next week. So we be looking out. But guess what? We're going to tell you the answer when you didn't know the answer. Amen. The first question was, if my guests can answer them, that would be great. My first question was, where was Jesus born? Where was Jesus born? I know where he was born. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but he was from Nazareth. The second question was, what was Jesus' crown made of? Okay, thorns, but what was those thorns made of? <laughs> so Jesus' crown was made of thorns from a juniper tree. Meditate and study on that word. <laughs> and number three, I only ask for two, but if you don't want to, I'll not number three. What are the nine fruit of the Spirit? Just two. Just two. Anybody know two? Peace. Love. That's two. Anybody ain't know anymore? Gentleness. Gentleness. Long suffering, attention. Joy, joy. <laughs> All right, and this is the next question. This is from the Old Testament, so many people might not know it. Who was the only female judge in Israel? That's uh, yeah, Deborah. Deborah. Yeah, and going back to the New Testament. Okay, in the book of Revelations, what American city is mentioned? The United States. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia. The Church of Philadelphia. And that was the final question. And guess what? On next week, there's going to be five more. They're going to be a little more difficult. So, Guess what? It is open book, so you still have a chance to win. Amen. So I just want to thank everyone for watching and being a part of Into the Deep, our singles live. And guess what? We invite you into the deep. Everybody in the building, everybody got a hand in the air.